0: your spot. Put it in park. Here we go.
1: It's the free parking podcast presented by office jockeys racing to the weekend. What is going on, everybody? Deaver here alongside my co-host, Bush. Deaver, how's it going, my friend? A
0: lot has happened in the one week that it's been Uh, recorded.
1: Yeah, I don't want to call us like fortune tellers, but basically a lot of the topics we talked about in the last podcast kind of came to fruition hours, days later before this episode.
0: I mean, hours is almost an understatement, bro. I mean, it was literally like that night after we recorded, we woke up, the next day, and it was absolute mayhem for the Philadelphia Eagles organization. So we should just jump right into that
1: because, Steve's what we said, not looking too good, bro. It's funny. We had a lot of people interacting on social media, coming out with opinions, which is great. It's exactly what we wanted on one side or the other, the Wentz Hurts conversation. And almost scripted, picture perfect, it happens against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday afternoon, (laughs) Sunday night.
0: Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles went on to Lambo in the freezing cold deeves. And they normally play well. Where they normally play well, and you and I said this, you know, when we first started, we were texting about it pregame. Yo, Browns definitely. We all agreed on the Browns, except me, because we'll we thought they that. were playing the Colts. Unbelievable. FPP Frank thought they were playing the Colts. We'll Good get job, to that Frank. shortly. Uh, but Daves, you and I, you know, we thought the the the
1: Packers were going to be in a trap game. We thought the Birds were going to walk out with the dub there in Lambeau. I really thought it was a trap game. They play well in Lambeau for some reason. Wearing the icy whites in Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers is a different human being this year, like he kind of always is. Devontae Adams, they had no answer for him. But partway through the game, Jalen Hurts takes the field for the first time for an extended period of time with the Philadelphia Eagles. You want to hear something funny, Deves? Yeah. I didn't watch a minute of that game. Oh, my God. I what? didn't watch
0: 10 seconds of that game, you let don't alone a minute. Tell
1: the people that.
0: I didn't watch a lick of it, Deeves. You want to know why? Because it's a wash. It's a wash. And, and not because I hate football not because i hate the philadelphia eagles d's i didn't watch a second of it because as a philadelphia fan with a brain i've accepted and chalked this season up as just a wash what is this wip dude people have bad seasons people have teams have bad seasons some teams have bad seasons for decades look at the browns you
1: still ride with them of course, I still ride with them, but I've chalked it up as a I've chalked it up as a why. How are you not watching and supporting? How 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 are you able to make a valid argument here? Like you've just null and voided your entire take in this next however long we talk about it.
0: Absolutely not. And here's why. Here's why. I'm an avid Philadelphia sports radio listener. Okay, I listen to them quite a bit when I drive on the highways for work. Uh huh. And all I hear is the negativity, negative, 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 which tells me exactly the opposite, and tells me, oh, okay, so that's exactly what I shouldn't, shouldn't have as a take. So I know what everyone's pissed off about. And I have an argument as to why they shouldn't be pissed off about it. Go ahead. Okay, here it is. Everyone still thinks it's Doug and Wentz. Everyone thinks that the Philadelphia Eagles organization ruined Wentz. While they may have. Okay, it was not – the team that ruined him. It was Howie Roseman that ruined Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson did not ruin Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson had many seasons filled with success with Carson Wentz, including continuing Andy Reid's success in this 2000, year. what is it, the, uh, what is it, millennia, 2000 millennia of success mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles? They are, one of the, they are one of the most winning teams in the division in this decade, in this millennia. Mm-hmm. Doug continued that with Wentz. Mm-hmm. Doug continued that with any other quarterback that he had. Mm-hmm. And the front office in Howie Roseman did not give him the pieces he needed to succeed in any way, shape, or form. This is completely chalked up to Howie Roseman. And I don't I, – dude, and should Doug give up his play call? Yeah, I, I think he should. I should. I think he should.
1: I think there's some truth that – some, some parts that I agree, some parts that I didn't. I don't – agree with the Eagles success over the millennia Doug Peterson can What I agree with, you're totally correct. And I think that's a take that we're standing with this take we had last week. What, what we agree on is that it was the front office that failed this team yeah. not Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Yeah. It's the front office that failed this team. Yeah. It's not,
0: it's not Doug. Doug is in as a hell of a coach. He's, he is a leader of men. Okay. He can take troublesome players He can take people with personalities and turn them into men and leaders in the locker room. He took Jay Ajayi, who was rumored to be a a, a brutal locker room guy, and then won a Super Bowl with him, okay? This is, dude, it's not the coach. It's not the players. It's the front office failing to take a risk on guys who also – here it is, Steve. You ready? Go ahead. DK Metcalf was rumored to have off-field issues plus a little bit of injuries. And there was a couple other guys in the draft with maybe some off-field issues. Doug is a leader of men, like I said two seconds ago. He can turn that around. He is the kind of guy – he is your Sean Payton. He is your – the Seattle Seahawks head coach. He's the guy that can take a player with issues and fix them. But Howie Roseman hasn't even given him really the chance to do that, except for J.H.I. and maybe a couple other guys that were already a part of the team when Doug got there. So they're taking, dude, once again, they're just being too analytical. They're being way too analytical. It's not fair. It's not fair to Wentz. They're not surrounding him with people he needs.
1: Forget about, forget about how the team is constructed, right? We've talked about that. Forget about the, the misses in the draft, this, the injuries that they have currently, the signings they have not made to make this team successful in the NFC East, let alone the entire league, because the NFC is abysmal. And for them not to show up there. It's pretty concerning. I think it goes to what they did to Carson Wentz and what they're making him do currently on the field. And not just the, the players and the X's and O's, but the mindset that they're almost forcing upon this guy throughout their decisions, right? Drafting Jalen Hurts so high as his backup quarterback, quote unquote backup quarterback, obviously shows that they don't have faith in Carson Wentz. Pulling, obviously, now Carson Wentz and and having those statements that, you know, hey, Jalen Hurts is going to play a little bit more. He's going to get some more time. We need to see him more. Philadelphia is a very hard place to play quarterback, and the fan base definitely has, definitely has a piece in Carson's mentality and, you know, confidence in this season. How is the guy going to be able to clench clench the ball confidently and make a throw when he – left and right, is assaulted. is assaulted after He's every kidding. little thing he does. And if, when you have a guy that's a, that's a riot, ride or die, run and gun, and I'm going to talk about Josh Allen, and I'm going to talk about Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm going to talk about, honestly, Jameis Winston at, through all of his time in Tampa Bay. I'm going to talk about those three guys that I picture more run and gun, not run and gun, but gunslingers, cowboys, right? Brett Favre, guys that take risks, and know they're the number one quarterback, and know they have a job the next week. I don't think Carson, at any point throughout this entire season, was assured his job the next week. And that is not something to do to your franchise quarterback. That's not something to do to a guy you're playing hundreds of millions of dollars locked up through several years. It's not a guy you draft a quarterback that high later. And, and, and Aaron Rodgers, we'll take it as a – that's a different scenario with Jordan Love getting drafted behind. It's a different scenario because Jordan Love um, – Aaron Rodgers is an older quarterback, right? I don't know who their backup was previously before that. That's a different scenario. This is your young. How old is he? 26. 26, 27. You can't be drafting a guy that, that puts a target on Carson Wentz's back like a Heisman Trophy winner in Jalen Hurts. They've continuously, year after
0: year, every single time Wentz has stepped on the field, undermined him. They sign him for $129 million, $139 million, whatever it was, and make him think that he is their go-to guy for four years to come. Then they go and draft Jalen Hurts. Let's rewind a few more years back, Deves. He carries the team at the end of the season, needs to win four to five games straight. Does that. Does that. Wins all those games, makes the playoffs for the team, gets a first-round game against the Seattle Seahawks, gets a concussion on a hit that was completely illegal, and they would have won that game if he, if he was able to stay in there. If you recall that, mm-hmm. I blatantly recall that. Late game, mm-hmm. he got a concussion. He was on a scoring draft. Seattle Seahawks. What did they do the following year in that draft? Drafted Jalen Hurts. Debs, they continuously undermine a guy who, day in and day out, works his tail off. He doesn't complain. He doesn't speak out against anybody mm-hmm. in the organization, and you know what else they did, Deves? Too publicly, they let their players speak out against him. Publicly speak. No out against other him. team How- in the NFL lets a player do that. You do that in the Patriots. You do that in the Seahawks. You do that on the
1: Saints. You do that on any other well-rounded team. You're done. You're gone. You're done. Pittsburgh Steelers. You, case in point. You could be the best wide receiver and running back in the league. You're gone. You're because going. this is our guy that we're building around. We're not building around you,
0: cornerback.
1: Leave, bro. We how, don't care about you. How can he be the leader in the locker room when he, it's getting promoted that he can do that internally in the room? How can he come in and fire guys up when they know, and, or their opinion is, that there's a target on his back and he could be gone any play? When, and, to go to the fan base, and to go to the fan base, I got into it on Twitter, actually, with, with a couple of Eagles fans after uh, one of their beat writers put out a play. It was the deep ball to Dallas Goddard, if you guys recall. It was the deep ball to Dallas Goddard during – I forget what portion of Carson Wentz's. He rolls out to the right. Dallas Goddard is wide open, deep left on a post route. The Green Bay defender fell. Carson Wentz throws across his body, kind of Derek Jeters it, to Dallas Goddard. Now, he underthrows him, but Dallas Goddard makes the the catch and secures a 30-yard-plus-whatever game. Twitter was ripping Carson Wentz for this play. Ripping Carson Wentz. Can't throw across his – you know, you're not supposed to throw across your body. He underthrew Goddard. He had another – he had a 30-plus-yard gain to his tight end. It had to have been one of his third reads, I believe, on the play. Like, from what I'm breaking – dissecting, and again, not, you know, not X's and O's, John Madden. But Carson Wentz rolling out, had two guys rolling out with him to the right. He probably looked one, two. He sees a flash of a Green Bay defender fall, and Dallas Goddard wave his arms. I'm immediately flicking that ball to Dallas Goddard, 430-plus yard gain. He didn't hit him for the home run. That wasn't the design. That wasn't the design. Now, if Jalen Hurts did that exact same thing, you would see Eagles fans, Eagles Twitter, Eagles radio, blowing up that it was the most athletic play they've ever seen Jalen Hurts make, that he is the second coming of God, and he can do anything with the football. It's like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers on steroids. Yep. No. Carson Wentz did the exact same thing, and it gets ripped. Somebody said that, somebody said that he didn't have to get the ball off that quick. He could have set his feet and thrown to Dallas Goddard in that same play. The Jalen Hurts touch that touchdown to Greg Ward, watching it live, he threw on the run with both feet in the air, not set. Awesome. Touchdown, Greg Ward. Great. He had nobody behind him. He he had one guy trailing very far behind. He also could have set his feet and thrown. And on the same play, Greg Ward was in somewhat double coverage. There was two, uh, there were some guys around. If you look back, that same offside, back left, I forget. It was uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I believe, wide open in the end zone. Eagles Twitter is going at me saying, you'd never throw across your body. When you have a wide open Alshon Jeffrey in the end zone, dude. Where Jalen Hurts also could have set his feet. I couldn't put two plays back-to-back to each other where I would rather have Carson Wentz's decision than Jalen Hurts' decision on that play. Yes. And that's where, case in point, like, I think everything is all just already just pitted against him. It's just pitted against him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's pitted against him because the organization has allowed their players to publicly speak out with zero, with zero remorse and that delegitimizes him as a quarterback. He was an MVP candidate, and he could have continued that. And, he Talk- cho- and, and the team allowed that to happen.
1: Now, on the other side of things, talking about players publicly speaking out for Carson Wentz, Fletcher Cox, there was a recent tweet. I forget. if It was a fan account tweeted, who would you rather start on Sunday, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz, before they named the starter for this game, which they since have named Jalen Hurts the starter for this weekend's game. Fletcher Cox liked for Carson Wentz that is a veteran in the league that is a guy who knows who his quarterback is he knows who his leader is he knows who's who's his franchise guy is Mm -hmm. and he's sticking behind him see I love Fletcher Cox is the only Eagles jersey I own I love that however he shouldn't have to do that
0: he shouldn't have to do that he shouldn't have to do that that one but what does that do to hurts what does that do to hurts that the, the other – his defensive captain now is voting to have Wentz. I Dude, think, the lockings of the team, I, I think
1: Hurts comes from a different scenario where he knows he's up and – you know, he, he knows he's not he, – he's taking somebody's job. He isn't the job secured currently. One other thing we need to
0: consider, too, is that the only way we're ever going to see Wentz again for the rest of the season is if Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Um, Wentz is done for the season. This This move was publicly stated by Doug that for – this week, he will be it's the, four the starting seasons, quarterback. It's, it's four the rest season. of the season.
1: It's the trend, right? You yeah. mentioned the week before Jalen Hurts came in heavy. Like, hey, we're going to use him more. Well, actually, he took over the rest of the game. And they yeah. still lost. And they lost by a good chunk. Yeah. Um, the defense still can't, can't hang. No. Devontae Adams had three – did he have three t- two touchdowns? Whatever it was, dude. Whatever we it just, was. Whatever yeah. it was. Now, going on the playing devil's advocate, to my own take – Devil's advocate as for the Eagle season so far, to my own take. You have a capable, driven, unproven quarterback with Jalen Hurts. That's why they picked him. That's why they picked him that high. You have a failing season where you can't make a lot of other moves. You can't make any moves currently. Your roster is set. The only chip you have in your back pocket when your are against the wall right now is Jalen Hurts. I'm going to equate it similar to a, f- a hockey game. When a goalie lets in three quick ones in the first period, what do you do? You Hmm. pull your goalie to change the momentum of the game. And that's what I'm going to equate. Carter Hart's still the starter, but Brian Elliott's going to come in when he gets rattled early. Right. They're going to give him a day off. They're going to give him a couple more weeks in practice. They got to go with Brian Elliott for the rest of that game to try to save whatever they have because their team isn't playing for Carter Hart at that moment when he let them down three goals. Right. I see not, not the X's and O's, not Carson Wentz's ability, but I see why Jalen Hurts is now the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles because of that momentum shift needed in the season, like immediately, like now, because they have no time to waste, zero time to waste at all
0: mm-hmm. in a
1: division that's still super winnable, right. super winnable. And to add to what you just said, though,
0: The problem in Philadelphia, what you just said, perfectly fine. The problem in the city of Philadelphia is that they're completely diminishing Carson Wentz. They're like, he's not the franchise guy. He's not this. He's not that. Like, put the other guy in because this guy sucks. No, 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 no. We wouldn't say that about Carter Hart. Carter Hart just had an off night. Okay, but Wentz gets shredded, dude. Wentz gets absolutely shredded. So, anyway, I, I'm done talking about it, but I want to get into hockey, Deves, because uh, you're boys. My boys.
1: Eastern Division, not playing the Pens this year. Yes, I wanted to talk about this. My lasting point, though, I had to get this yeah, off because I, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. Please, I was please. talking about Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, and yeah. Josh Allen. Three yeah. quarterbacks, different tiers, different parts in their career. Those three guys – I talked about being ride or die with their team, gunslingers, cowboys. I brought up Brett Favre as well. Mm -hmm. Those were guys that knew they had the starting job and they could be confident with the starting job. They're allowed to take risks and throw interceptions, knowing that they're still the guy throughout the entire thing. Josh Allen makes a lot of boneheaded plays. I mean, boneheaded plays. Mm -hmm. You see it every week and you're like, damn, you're shooting yourself in the foot, but they're not, you know, pitchforks burning torches coming down for josh allen because he can do some exciting stuff and he has potential and i'm not saying that carson Wentz shouldn't he's still in that potential stage because he is becoming you know he, he's getting up there like like we said he's not a rookie anymore right but to not let your guy make this ben roethlisberger is throwing what do, you, what do you throw six interceptions that one game seven seven interceptions that one game do you think there was ever a sliver of doubt that big ben wouldn't be playing the next game no Never a sliver of doubt. Jameis Winston even hit his time in Tampa. He threw for the most touchdowns in the league that year. Now, granted, he had the most interceptions. Right. And the team holistically wasn't. I'd rather him throw crossbody to a wide open Dallas Goddard and hit it for a 30-plus yard gainer and possibly overthrow him so Dallas Goddard can catch it on the run and score a touchdown Uh than have... Every little left and right, overthrow, underthrow, drop ball by a wide receiver that the front office incorrectly drafted, come back on number 11. He should be the guy allowed to do whatever he wants.
0: Without the fear.
1: Without the fear. Without the fear that he's making the best decision for that football team at that moment. Right, 100%. Yeah, what you just said, spot on, brother. Spot
0: on. So, Deavs, before you get into your Pittsburgh Steelers talk here, I just want to give my two cents on it. I don't think anything better could have happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization at any point in time of this season. At, for any other team, with that head coach, one of the most intense guys that can turn a loss into ten victories in a row all the way to a Super Bowl, that Pittsburgh Steelers team, with that head coach and that entire team, bro, they are locked in with uh, Eric Ebron saying that tweet where he said, this was one of the best things that ever happened to me was this loss. What an incredible mentality. What an incredibly run organization. I couldn't applaud them more. And I can't wait to see the wrecking ball of an organization they become over the next however many games it is they're going to have for the Super Bowl.
1: It was the wake-up call that Pittsburgh Steelers needed. It was the wake-up call they needed. I saw this game on the schedule as it came out, as you know, the Ravens game got moved. They have three games in 12 days. Washington football team, who is not as bad of a team as their record shows, have a hot chance to win the NFC East. I saw this game as the game they were going to lose, and they did. Does the team have issues that they need to address? Not, you know, systematically, not, sorry, not systematically, not the players on the field. Yeah, they got to clean some things up. One play calling, two performance, all right? Things happen that game that should not have happened between drop balls, failed conversions on fourth down, fourth, you know, fourth and goal in the end zone and not being able to get one yard. Things like that, which I'll talk about. But the team can make a couple tweaks due to this loss that'll have them take that run that they need to take. And this game against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday is that deciding fact. They're finally playing an yes. opponent, right? They're yes. finally playing an opponent. And I came out with a comment last week saying that, you know, once you strap up, you get between the hash marks, records go out the window. And it's true, man. It's yeah, 100%, 100%.
0: true.
1: 100%. Right? That was a good football team up there. And we did not perform to our best of ability that night. and And those things can and need to be fixed going forward. Randy Fitchner, the offensive coordinator, made some bad calls that night. And the one that I'm going to talk about the most is the fourth down on the other side of the football field. We have Juju Smith Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, who's kind of a polarizing figure, but he had a hot game, in my opinion, last week. And James Washington, four stud, in my opinion, wide receivers, one of the best cores in the league. Eric Ebron, who had some bad drops last night. On fourth down, And distance, they go empty set, which I thought was strange. It was jumbo, so they had an extra extra offensive lineman. They go empty set and send out Anthony McFarland to be a lone wide receiver on the right side. And they throw him a wheel route one-on-one to make a play on fourth down. When you have all those other offensive weapons on the field, why in God's green earth are you throwing your ball to your rookie running back who isn't even your third – he's like your third or fourth string running back when James Conner's healthy. Nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. Unacceptable play calling to pull that. The next Absolutely. one, fourth Fourth and goal. You throw – you run a trick play and throw it to an offensive lineman to try to score. Now, was that the right call to go for it on fourth down on the inch yard line? abso freaking But you got to throw to an offensive lineman? Not even your four-string running back. An offensive lineman on a trick play? Dude. I don't hate dude, it. I don't hate it. Dude. They don't, they don't need that. Right. Play your they ball. don't need to, but I don't hate it. The other thing that has to be fixed. So, play calling and the other thing that has to be fixed is their dropped – Dropped catches, drop, drop passes. They lead the league. That's insanity. Right. Would that core of the receivers that we're talking about? Guys, be better. Mm-hmm. Be better. Straight up, be better. And I think right. it's a wake-up call. Like you said, Eric Ebron's comments, right? He had three, like, in-the-face-mask in the drops this weekend. And not talk about myself, but you know how, like, dude, at least for me and the Steelers, like, you didn't watch the Eagles game this week, but for me and the Steelers, like, in the fall, they're my life, right? Mm-hmm. Every game I can watch, if I'm not I am – First quarter to fourth quarter, first snap to last, watching the entire game, and you live that mentality. The Monday after a loss, dude, we don't hear from Br- like Bryce, right? We don't hear from Bryce for like three days after an Eagles loss. Yeah, similar to me, you live that. You you your your mood changes with your team. I've been having a great fucking sorry, excuse me. I've been a great yeah. eleven weeks. Yeah, I've been riding high. Yeah, this twelfth week, dude. So I get uh, it's Sunday. We played it. Sorry, it's Monday. We play at 5 o'clock. I go to work, come back early, watch the entire game. I wasn't going to go to the gym that night. Talk a little bit about myself, though. I wasn't going to go to the gym that night. I was just feeling a little like, you know, watch the Steelers. Maybe Mm -hmm. I open a beer, right? Mm -hmm. As they start to lose the game, you start to feel yourself coming off your high horse, right? You start to get a little wake-up call. You get a little frustrated. You get a little angry. Mm -hmm. That night after the Steelers lost, I got my ass up. I went to work out to blow off some steam. I had the best workout I've had in weeks, weeks, ate some humble pie. I tweeted it out. ate some humble pie Mm -hmm. strapped up and knew that like I and we could and had to be better. And I think that hopefully it translated. And it's again, this is me, uh, 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 you know, a nine to fiver. Yeah. Who probably cares about a football team a little bit too much. But it affected my mood that much, and my mentality was to go fix it and not to die, lay down. So I, I, I hope that they, and what we saw from Ebron Sweets and Deontay Johnson and a couple of the guys who wanted to respond, I think that they got a little more driven. Big Ben made some comments as a leader as well. Mike Tomlin made some fantastic comments of a team. Having adversity is so good. It's so good yes. for the team. Yes. And, and they're going to see if they're a great team now. Right? They, they've had the comments. People, people acted like the Steelers lost the Super Bowl last week. No. Nope. Regular season football game against a professional football team. It's exactly what was supposed to happen. Yeah, People are freaking out on Twitter about the drop balls and this and that. This is a great football team. This is a Super Bowl contending football team. This could have happened at a better time for the Steelers to fix what they have if they are a true great team, respond to some adversity of losing some of their key players to injury and covid and the tough schedule, and now they got to play down the stretch, and now they got to actually go for their run. They got to go for their run. A few things about the Steelers right now I want to bring up. One, if they
0: were going to lose to a team this year, it was going to be the Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, or Redskins because that's the division they're playing right now. Yep. If they were going to lose, it was going to be to one of those teams. Now, you're glad that it happened at this point in the season. I agree. Because now you'd rather them lose against the Skins than lose against the, the Buffalo Bills. If they lose against the Bills, that knocks you down a little harder than it does the, the, the Washington uh, sure. football team. Sure. Because now you're like, okay, you lost to an actual good team.
1: That you have to play again in the playoffs.
0: Right. Now, whereas you lose to a, a bad team, that just happens. That's normal. It's okay for that to happen. Dude, they do it every year.
1: year. Yeah. But guess what they did do? They beat the Ravens twice, and then a team I'm about to talk about right now is they beat the Browns 38-7. to Right. Right? They're a good football team. They, they're going to sweep their division. Yes. They almost swept the opposing division they played and they lost to a bad team, which happens to everybody. But like you said earlier, the Washington football team is no team
0: to look past. They're a possible contender to win the NFC East. Plus they have one of the best defenses in the league. Nobody
1: like we're missing the point. Nobody's perfect. No, the chiefs aren't perfect. No, the Seattle Seahawks aren't even leading their division right now. The Rams are
0: right. Exactly. I, I mean, honestly, Dave, you're going to, you
1: don't, you can't win every game. You like,
0: can't, you can't, you can't. You only can't one team's ever game. done
1: it. Only one team's ever done it in history. That's the Miami dolphins. And it'll say that for a really long. It's hard. It's hard to win every it's, it's impossible. It's, a, I'm going to go out and say it's impossible to win every game. So the last game we're going to talk about uh, from the NFL kind of roundup is dude, call of the week, call of the week out of me. I was so the excited. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I was so excited for this one. It was Saturday. I forget what even popped up. I was looking at the schedule for the next day. I saw Browns versus Titans. It was—I forget if it was kind of a, the Browns were dogs for the betting odds. Mm-hmm. I, I just smelled it. I just felt it in the air. I just yeah. had that. I just had that. I saw, said in the group chat, I said, Cleveland big tomorrow. Yeah. Like I—I—I I, I bet my like bet my bet my month salary on Cleveland tomorrow. Yeah, I told the guy I threw. I threw one of the biggest bets I threw all year. Now I'm not a huge like gambler, but I and I'm in Florida, so I have to like, you know, send it to one of you guys. I don't have like an offshore betting account. I send it to yeah. you guys and put it in on the money. I, yeah. I had a, my biggest bet of the season on the Cleveland Browns, like a it, it, money I shouldn't be betting on the Browns. I just knew. I just knew. Like I knew it was gonna happen. And as the scores were popping up, fourteen nothing, twenty one seven, it just kept rolling. Now they let them back in there at the end. It was really awesome to call that one. Baker Mayfield, when he plays well, is one of the funnest, more fun guys Mm -hmm. in the National Football League. The sliding, you know, the the picture there at the end. Um, I'm not worried about him as a Steelers fan. Obviously, 30-7, to just like I said. Uh, I'm not worried about – Yeah, Miles Garrett tweeted out. He's like, the Steelers opened up a window. Like, what window, guy? Yeah. Like, you're still the Browns, but against the Titans, who I, I think aren't who we think they are from the games that they've lost. Right. It was such a good call.
0: It was a great call. You called it the day, but I think you called it actually on like a Thursday or Friday. I don't even think it was early. It was early. It it was was early. early. And t- not one person disagreed with you except Mead, FBP Frank, who we said we were going to get to in a second here. FBP Frank thought they're playing the Colts when you told him three, four days in a row.
1: Dude. That they're playing the Browns. There's so that, much that backstory that I feel like we can't even like get the listeners to hear. But we have a big group chat, right, with all of our buddies. Our guy, like the free parking guys, our core, right. We've had it forever. FEP Frank runs the books for free parking. He's he's late breaking news. He's he's Mister Facebook Messenger. He's he's <laughs> he's. Mr. Eight Percent Porter beer on a eight PM right before bed. He came down my throat saying that the Browns de- or the Colts defense is going to stifle the, the 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 Browns. I'm like, dude, mother. I said M.F. or they're playing the Browns. Like I've said it eight times in or the Titans. I've said it eight times in this group chat. It's too much. It's inside joke. Too much long story. But basically, call from the get go, Cleveland Browns. Not worried about you, but thanks for the money. And uh, that's that's really weak in the NFL. And for the listeners, all the way up until the all the way up until the first half
0: of the Titans Browns game, FPP Frank thought they were playing the Colts <laughs> the whole time. Like the first bro. half,
1: the whole first half, it was. Don't talk about my money. Don't talk about, our
0: money.
1: <laughs> Don't talk oh about my money. Don't talk about. Oh my god, it was funny. Yeah, FPP Frank, we love you, baby, Love, we love you. you so baby. much. So love much. you. He's up. listening because he always yeah. listens. He's, he hears this. Yeah, he's going to – dude, I can't wait to see his text in the chat after he listens to this. He's going to light us up. You sons of bitches. <laughs> go, have, go have another man elf. Full old old 9% of Tutsky. Oh, my God. That's classic. All right, let's get some hockey talk. Yeah, I'm excited about, about this one. So, the NHL, for a second there, for a hot second, we were actually nervous that there was going to be a 2021 season. The league kind of fell through as the NBA started up super fast. We got training camp this week. Um, as the NBA kicked their season off super quick, the NHL was in some kind of labor disagreements just of how many games, you know, similar to what we did the first round of COVID, right? How many games, where are teams playing, how much are these guys getting paid, et cetera, et cetera. So the NHL and the NHL Player Association were kind of at odds and we're, we're, times running out quick. I mean, the new Year's coming in three weeks. Yeah. Finally we're getting some more light on what's going to happen in the NHL season. And a lot of it is actually due to government regulations in Canada, where there are a decent amount of NHL teams. And you're seeing that, like we said, with the Raptors coming down to Tampa for their training camp. Uh, The Flames, Oilers, Canadians, Senators, Leafs, uh, Canucks, and Jets are having issues traveling back and forth from the United States with travel restrictions. Right. So what the NHL is looking like is going to happen. First off, the labor agreements have kind of been decided. I think the owners actually took a back seat, and the lead took a back seat, and they're going to give the players what they want. The Canadian teams are going to form their own division. They're going to restructure the entire thing. So no Metro, no Pacific, what we've seen in the past. They're going to restructure it geographically, regionally. And I think they're going to create bubble cities from what I've been hearing and reading is they're going to create possibly bubble cities. And those cities are yet to be determined. For those teams to play in, in a safe manner. And one of them, one of those new divisions is being Canada. So it'd be, it'd be Canada and then the restructuring of the Metro for, for a lot of the Flyers fans that are listening. Uh, we'd grab some teams from the Atlantic and again it'd all be kind of regional based so Bruins, Sabres, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, Capitals, that Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, would be, would be the new division. You'd have one in the South. You'd also have one in the South and central and you have one in the West. So you'd see a lot of teams crossing over that haven't in the past from the Eastern and Western, not a lot, but this central division is kind of funky where you have teams like the Hurricanes and the Blackhawks, right? That's a, that's a East and a West. You have the jackets and you have the Red Wings who flopped in recent years. You have the wild in there and the predators as well. You have the predators and the lightning in the same division. Um, So super interesting what's going on in the central Super interesting. What's going to happen with Canada? Are they going to swap bubbles? Are they going to come down here and play at all? I don't know. What it sounds like is they'll stay in those bubble regions. And actually there's a couple cities that are up for being in the bubble. I was had some insider info, some insider info that Tampa is being considered as one of the bubbles. And the tough part is a lot of the teams pick, I mean, just like COVID, right? Just like restrictions, Florida right now, wide open. You're in New Jersey where it's locked down and similar, the team's, the municipalities are hosted in and the ownership have, have their opinions as well. Tampa right now could have 10,000 fans in there due to local state regulations. The ownership, I can't speak for them, probably wants fans in there. Minnesota wants to be locked down per se, right? Let's just say Minnesota wants to be locked down. LA, they can't even host a game in San Jose right now, in Santa Clara County, just like we talked about this episode. So you have all these opposing opinions or just differentiation. So they're trying to figure out what cities, Tampa might be one of them. Uh, I don't know if you'll see Philadelphia be one of them. The Northeast is tough, right? A lot of the Northeast is still on lockdown. So you're, you're probably gonna see four bubble cities where these teams play independently a pretty rigorous 50 game season, 60 game season, something like that. And then my guess is kind of like what we saw in the first year of COVID hockey, they would pick one or two bubble sites to host the playoffs.
0: With the switch up in the division, Steves, I am, as a Flyers fan, very, very upset that we don't get to watch the Flyers beat up on the Penguins.
1: And this is the year we're going to do that. We're not sure. So we're not sure. So th- this this article uh, from TSN's Pierre Lebrun earlier today has the Flyers and the Penguins in the same division. There was another one where the Flyers and Penguins weren't in the same division, which kind of makes sense, Pittsburgh being so close to, say, Chicago and mm-hmm. those central areas. Um, that does suck though, and and regardless as a competitor, you want to play your rival every every single time, good, bad or ugly. You need the Flyers playing the Penguins. Yes, right. Like you, you don't root against that at all. Even if we Never. went, and I had, uh, fair. Even if we went zero four, say in the normal year we play them four times. Even if we went zero and four against the Penguins, you want to play them all four times.
0: Yes, so because. Dude, rivalry games are like playoff games mid season. Right. It doesn't matter if you have one of the worst records in hockey. The hits are harder, right. the goals are louder, the goals are cooler. Yeah. Bro, not being able to play the black, gold, and white, not on a regular basis, on a regular basis like we normally yeah. would, is gonna is gonna sting a little, especially yeah. in a year when we know we got the guys to get a cup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's we hurt. Have, yeah. We have a number. So hopefully that, that, that does come to fruition. And they do play the the pens. We don't really get any breaks though. We don't get any breaks because the Metro was one of the strongest divisions in the NHL last year. Uh, we lose the blue jackets who are kind of a uh, a hot team that we have to deal with. And the hurricanes are two like low key hot teams that we have to deal with, but we pick up the Bruins and we pick up the Sabres who are kind of becoming a wagon in the Northeast. Um, Jack Eichel's coming in on his own and with a couple key acquisitions, like I'm, Kind of worried about the, the Sabres, too. The Rangers with their recent draft picks. Yeah. And are their Tony, coach, coach of the Tony, Rangers. Are yeah. Tony Panarin's nasty? Yeah, so, I, got,
0: I got a question for you.
1: Go ahead. Is, I
0: don't know if you're ready for this question yet, but I got one for you. Go ahead. Listeners, over the past two years, Deaver has predicted the Stanley Cup Final Four almost to a T. I think mm-hmm. both years you've only missed one team.
1: Uh, this past year – wasn't super hot the first year i picked three out of four
0: right okay let's let's just talk about that year then 75 percent correct because the nhl season's very close to kicking off Deaver, i haven't heard you
1: tell me your four teams yet that's right last year i did pick the stars yeah i thought you picked the stars and i'm trying to think who else i was i think i was out on the lightning i was in on the leafs that was the problem and i was in on the flyers who didn't make it either right. I think it was flames stars leafs flyers so not as hot, but they were all good teams. They all made right. it. Um, right. My four teams this year, you're getting me on the spot. On the spot, big time. But the season's right around the corner, Deeves.
0: <sighs> I'm going to need something from you here because I want to I wanna jump in on it. I
1: want to so, I, I hear it. No, on the spot's great. So the top two teams in the Western Conference, which is going to be – dude, but the, the alignment, the alignment's all off. Like, I don't know what's going to be the Western. Let's say the Central. Let's guess, okay? Okay. That the Central is going to play with the Pacific, with the West. Yes. Dude, but the, Can- the Canada divisions, where are they going to play? There's five divisions, right? No, there's four in this new, in
0: this new layout. I'm talking about the new layout. So, get, give me one from Canada. I'll g- okay, I'll
1: give you one from each division. One from each division. Okay. One from each division. Let's, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Leafs again. Wow. I'm going to go okay. Leafs again. I, you got, I, I think similar to like the Lightning two years ago when they sucked against the Columbus Blue Jackets and they got swept. Like the Leafs are still a good hockey team that has yet to break the stigma of being the Maple Leafs. You had an iPhone? I would say an iPhone that has hit the repair shop recently. Your screen's, <laughs> okay. your screen's cracked. It's still the 12. It's the okay. new one that just came out. You dropped it out of your pocket and you got to get the screen repaired. Okay. That's where I'm at with the Leafs. Okay. I still have the second best player in the world now Awesome, Matthew. They have a lot of good pieces around them. They picked up a vet this year in Joe Thornton who's chasing hard his last cup and probably, or his first cup. Uh, yeah, his first cup. And I'll probably do anything to get it. Mm-hmm. So I like the Leafs. Okay. In the Canadian division. Now there's a lot of scary teams there. They're the Canadians themselves. The Canadians themselves, which was the Flyers, saw trouble with them in the playoffs, as well as the Calgary Flames. Um, they had some key departures on their squad, but I rooted for them last year. Not rooted, but like you know, watched them pretty closely. And um I mean with Johnny Gaudreau and Oh God. I'm blanking on his name. Monaghan. A couple other guys. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. From Saturday Night Live, uh, yeah, Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Let's go central really quick. Uh, so Leafs, uh, central. I'm gonna go Lightning again. They didn't lose a lot. They didn't lose any. They 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 re-signed guys. They're stronger. Okay. They're the same team. They just want to cup. They're confident. Right. Cup hangover maybe, but like getting to the the final four, possibly. Okay. They're hot, dude. They're gonna have ha- home fans too if they're bubbles down here. Mm-hmm. Stamkos is going to come back from injury. You have to realize that Steven Stamkos didn't play the entire finals. Does he get a, He gets a ring. He
0: gets a ring for that. He gets
1: a ring. He gets a ring. Wow! Quickly over to the West: Ducks, uh, <laughs> Coyotes, Avalanche, Stars, Kings, Sharks, Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, west is has to, be, has to be the colorado avalanche you're right has to dude. be the colorado avalanche now last times i've the last times i've done this i picked a dog and i picked a, a yeah. heavyweight right yeah right now i'm, I'm kind of leaning all heavyweights i guess the leafs are my dog i'm gonna go avalanche yep avalanche lightning leaf so far and i would call i would call the leafs a uh, they're not a dog they got they got a really good squad they're usually high up in the in the betting right. projections and lastly right. the, the eastern conference uh which a lot of friendly foes here uh every time i've done this the past couple of years i've picked the flyers yeah you gotta ride with them you're gonna hit it one year i'm bro. gonna <laughs> hit it one year right if you're black 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 red is gonna hit it just yeah. it just calculate right just yeah probability i think the flyers had a great team last year they weren't as experienced i would say
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, And that was a lot of teams in the NHL, D. It's my quick four for you. Avalanche, Flyers, Lightning, but I'm going Canadians. I'm going Canadians out of Canada because, dude, I saw them play. They are the same team as the Flyers, but in Canada. They are young as hell, and they are gritty, bro. They are fast. I don't know if I've ever seen two faster skaters than those. What What the hell are their names on the Canadians? They were so annoying every time I heard them in the playoffs. uh, Domi's the worst. The young kid, bro. I need to know the young kid's name. Hold on.
1: And you know what? You, you, we picked very similar teams. So I'm going to. Sp- the Avalanche, I think, are the, the leader. Like they are the front runner. Um, two- Cockney Emmy.
0: Yes. Cockney yep. If I heard yep. that name one more time, yep. Flyers playoff series, yep. bro. But dude, he's good. He's annoying as hell, but he's yep.
1: good. And it's his- early. I have no idea what the format's going to be. No idea what this format's going to be.
0: And his partner in crime. Who the heck was his partner in crime? Gallagher? Uh, Not Gallagher. Um, Galchenyuk? It was another name that was like, oh, if I hear that one more time. Um,
1: you got it? Hey, producer? No, no that's just us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, flurry. The Bruins are scary.
1: The Bruins, the Sabres, teams that are popping up on the table right now for me. Um, The Oilers, Leafs. I'm just going to name like half the league. Mm -hmm. Blue Jackets, Lightning, Coyotes, Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights all have a chance to win it. Knights, Avalanche, Coyotes, Lightning, Blue Jackets, Flyers, Sabres, Bruins, Islanders, Leafs, Flames, Oilers. Those are my 10. I think it was about 10. Wow. Teams that are going to make the playoffs. Let's just say that. How about that? Okay. okay. I'll let you narrow it down in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah. Give me a little bit. Yeah. Once you marinate. Yeah.
1: I got to sit on this for a little bit.
0: Those two guys that I, that I was talking about, the Canadians, which, which is why I think they're going to have a really good chance at the Cup this year, are Nicholas Suzuki and Kakaniemi. Yes, uh, Suzuki. Hearing those two names, I think both of them are no older than 23 years old. I think they both might be even 21 years old. They, dude, some of the fastest skaters I've ever seen. It's that younger generation. They're almost 2,000 babies, bro.
1: The coolest part of the bolts uh, possibly getting the bubble is that they're gonna have fans in crazy Florida, and I might get to see a ton of hockey, a ton of hockey. How
0: campers. much longer to your season ticket holder
1: there? Uh, they just want to stay on the cup. Right? The tickets are going to be that much harder to get. I think there's a list now. There's there's a thousand percent a list now. I mean, I basically was. I was there every other week. So, like uh, for six cheaper, months even. a year. I mean, like, I basically am just without the burden of, like, (laughs) having to fork up for season tickets.
0: (laughs) True. Very true. All
1: right. So I want to talk about uh, boxing again. Oh, my God. So as soon as we get done talking about boxing, we talk about these crazy exhibitions and the Paul. Dude, I, I get them mixed up all the time. The Logan Paul and Jake Paul. The Jake Paul, Nate Robinson fight. 48 hours later, after all the call-outs and whatnot that we talked about, 48 hours later after our podcast drops, uh, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul are booked to fight. How is that even possible? Where did that come from? Deves? it's just the biggest clout
0: chasing. Hey, if I was in their position, I'd be doing the same thing because it's just a payday. It's just a payday, bro. You don't walk in the ring with the reigning champ And even expect a sliver of a
1: W. Dude, we've talked about cute fights. Like, to compare to this one, like cute fights, right? Like, famous athletes or, 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 you know, influencers or actors. Like, Floyd Mayweather could kill him. Yes. Fought the toughest boxers in our lifetime. Like, our, you know, in the past 10 years. Was he 45 and L? He is I undefeated. I bet it on him in the Pacquiao fight. I bet it on him in the McGregor fight. All the De La Jolla, all the other ones. There's no way Logan Paul doesn't leave this fight on a stretcher. I could not agree more. There's and no I'm, way. I bet your
0: ass. I'm paying to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to pay to watch him get knocked out. There's, but Logan Paul's going to collect my
1: money. There's no way. There is no way this there's goes no the way. distance. No way. No way. No way. TKO it's, Floyd Mayweather. TKO. Here's,
0: here's the other thing, too. I, we heard Stephen A talk about how terrified he was for the guy that was fighting Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. That's Floyd currently Jones. me right now f- for Logan Paul. Yep. Logan Paul can be m- killed by one shot to the temple by Floyd Money Mayweather. This guy has been a pro boxer it's undefeated idiotic. for his whole life, dude. It's idiotic. There's a difference between one pro boxer going up against another pro boxer. There's a difference between two amateurs B list amateurs going up against each other. Deeves,
1: this have is serious. Arguably the best, like one of the best boxers of all time versus a guy that makes YouTube videos and clout chases on the internet. I don't care how much you work out. I don't care how much you're in the gym punching bags the whole thing how much training you've gotten floyd mayweather is a trained professional killing machine yes yes he could in this scenario literally what you just said
0: he he is trained to knock people the fudge out
1: bro he won't leave walking
0: I am I, with you on that. I Jeez. wish I wasn't because I'd love to I, shake the, my hand with you across screen
1: right now, but I, I, I can't disagree. I'm I'm not rooting for anybody to get hurt, but, like, I I fear for his life. Yes. And what a crazy idea. I can't wait to pay money for it, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What the hell? I'm watching, but uh, the other one, the other Paul, right? I, I commented on our one post. Was, I don't know which Paul's which. Jake Paul, though, the guy that just fought Nate Robinson, he's chasing a couple more amateurs, I think. There was the... Well, that was the McGregor conversation. He was going to fight McGregor, but on the internet this week, he went out and just tweeted everybody, everybody, yeah, to fight me. LeBron James, Juju Smith Schuster, Joe Biden.
0: Dude, I, I, honestly, it just pisses me off. Let's be real; it pisses me off because it one, does. it does one, all he needs is for one of those guys to reply, and he probably gets ten thousand new followers. It's all a money game at this point. It doesn't matter if they get knocked out in these fights. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. None of it matters, bro. And it's frustrating as hell as a guy who, you know, as two guys right here, you and me, who work our asses off to produce things that we love to produce and work hard and don't get the views. This guy, all he's doing He's, he got his base in a YouTube channel and now it's like, it would be like you and I having 10,000 followers on free parking and calling out Nate Robinson to, to fight.
1: Do you think that they saw a decline in their stuff? Maybe with like, even honestly, like TikTok coming out and these other younger like influencers hype beasts and like whatever the hype house and like all that stuff. Do you think they saw a decline in their fan base possibly there's so many places to consume content right twitch youtube yeah there's all kinds of huge influencers type stars out there and there's more coming do you think that they saw their stuff didn't have what it took anymore and that's why they're this one last final huge ginormous push to like get into the the actual limelight like on prime time pay-per-view boxing do you think that could be it i think that's a great take i mean Let's
0: put it this way. You and I come
1: up with ideas. Whenever
0: we're l- lacking in certain areas, we're like, all right, what could we do to come up with something?
1: Because I feel like these aren't like, you know, these aren't like slow growth things. These are like exponential and you're about to crash. Yeah. I don't really like know. Gonna, you're in a I crisis. I don't know what they're going to do next out of this. You know what I mean? Like, they, they've, you know, YouTube videos, YouTube videos, TikToks, cool things, this, that, uh, you know, all of a sudden they're like primetime professional boxing. I don't know what the next thing is when they when he gets his ass kicked by Floyd Mayweather
0: it's uh, it's a payday and then you're good to go for life when you make 10 million in one single I, I
1: don't know if he's going to make that much we talked about that last time I don't know how much he's going to make from it anytime
0: Floyd money's in a fight he's True. not doing it for less than a True. certain dollar amount True. which but means the other guy's going to get paid too
1: for life he might be getting paid for clout though
0: Dude, and listen, for the listeners right now, if you don't know what cloud chasing means, because I know we sometimes we have some some older listeners here, cloud chasing is basically seeking attention Mm -hmm. by trying to put yourself in as many places as possible. Mm -hmm. Putting yourself in places you don't belong to try Mm -hmm. to get more eyes on you. And my goodness gracious, these guys are the definition of that. These guys are asking Floyd Money Mayweather to meet him in a ring. He has no business doing that, but he's doing that so more eyes get on him. So more people watch his videos. So more people search him on Google and he becomes the number one result. It's so blatantly obvious and it's so annoying that we're going to spend our money on it, but we will. And that's the problem, dude. It's like a disease. You just can't shake it. Anyway, Deeves, one thing I was going to say. Yeah, one thing I was going to say earlier too was in. The movie Wolf of Wall Street, when somebody puts out an article and calls Jordan Belford the Wolf of Wall Street, and he's really pissed off about it. He's like, what do they mean? He's like, this is slander, like all this stuff. And his wife at the time says, no. She says, Jordy, any press is good press. Mm -hmm. And he was like, ah, sure enough. His phone was off the hook. He had hundreds of people trying to apply to work for him. That's literally exactly what's going on here for Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Any press is good press. Whether he calls out LeBron James and doesn't get a response, but people see that he tagged him, or whether he calls out Floyd Money Mayweather to go get knocked the F out in a ring just to have a payday. It, dude, it's any press is good press. And it's, it's sad, but it's true.
1: It's true. Dude, hey, is, that, is that what we got tonight? That's a wrap, Bush. Uh, I just feel so good to be back in the, in the rhythm, in the groove of yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, oh, quick one right here. Uh, laptop's actually dying on me, but this episode's coming out the day before a very big release from our boy, Fondi. Fondy has something cooking in the works. There will be a post about it later today, if not already up by the time you listen. And let's just say there's something else other than free parking for you to search on Spotify for this weekend.
0: Deaver, give the listeners a hint of the voice. Just do your thing. Give the listeners a hint as to what
1: it is. Well, for the post. Yeah, the thing you did earlier in the video. Funny look out, everybody. All right, all right. I don't know if it's that good out of context. It's good. It's good. It's really good, bro. I guess. Uh, my
0: guest tonight, Two Chains, Two J. It's everybody. <laughs> Let's send it over to the roots. Let's send it <laughs> over to the roots. <laughs> oh man i can't wait to see that final production yo dean's great night i appreciate you man thank you yeah uh, man and what number are we on now
1: uh this is 48 who is this this is
0: the danny briere episode ah let's go then we did a good good amount of hockey talk for the the, the danny we Breer did. episode we did love that
1: and uh cut